This is The Winner's Take with host Nelson rowdy Raisbeck and professional sports handicapper Dave Esler. Welcome into Winner's Take. As always, I'll be your host, Nelson rowdy Raisbeck, joined by professional sports better Dave Esler. We're into our final full week of bowl season. Obviously, we're going to run down week 17 in the NFL for you guys. Uh, again, uh, just want to make sure that you continue to download, share, subscribe, do everything with the podcast. Just give it a listen. If you want to find any of our work, you can find me on Twitter at Rowdy underscore Razor. You can find Dave on Twitter at Dave underscore Essler, or you can find some of his work at pregame.com. Dave, this is the last full podcast full of bowl season, then probably just a specifically national title and, and NFL from here on out. It's fine with me. I'm always ready for a change. You know, you you get in a routine and you do the same thing day in and day out. So, you know, I mean, we've been doing, I've been batting college basketball and the NBA and whatnot, but it's, uh, it, it's easier for me. The less I have to focus on, the more I'm going to win. Well, I would say I agree with you. After you do it for a while, change is nice unless you're winning money hand over fist. Then you never want to get out of that season. Yeah, I don't know. You know, there's always this thing called regression. You know, you get on a super hot run. I mean, it's going to regress at some point. So, you know, you want to you don't want to get off the horse too early. You don't want to get off the horse too late. I mean, that's kind of a that's kind of a daily question you have to answer when you're doing this day in and day out. Moving to our college bowl games, let's look at one that's going to kick off tonight here as we record this on December 28th. It's a, it's a Thursday. We have the Valero Alamo Bowl between Arizona and Oklahoma. Uh, currently in the Alamo Bowl, we have Arizona favored by a point and a half, and we have a total sitting there at 59 and a half. Dave, what are you thinking for the Alamo Bowl? Yeah, I mean, there's been some money today on Oklahoma. And, you know, I guess, you know, everything's been an overreaction. I mean, I know Dylan Gabriel's out, but, you know, Jackson Arnold is probably doesn't suck. I mean, you just look at USC last night when, uh, uh, what's his name there? Caleb Williams opted out and everybody's like, well, that's it. USC's got to get hammered by Louisville. And obviously that didn't happen. So, you know, I'm I'm inclined to lean Oklahoma here. Their backups are just better than then Arizona's starters probably and Arizona's out. They're starting left tackles out and anybody that's in the transfer portal is from their defense. So, you know, I I, I do think Oklahoma is probably the right side. Uh, I lean over or maybe Arizona team total under, but I definitely think I would be on the Oklahoma Sooners based on what we've seen this year in, uh, you know, overreactions to everybody else. Yeah, when I looked at this game going through it just – you know, weeks ago, I kind of looked at the under between Arizona and Oklahoma, because I think the biggest thing when you think of both of these teams have been kind of high scoring, especially the last couple of years with Oklahoma, lack of a defense, Arizona, same thing. Now this total has cratered down. Even earlier in the week, I think this was in the 60s or low 60s. I think I would still probably lean on the under just because now I'm looking at some of the Oklahoma opt outs. You mentioned Dylan Gabriel. Obviously, he's by far their best quarterback, but it's also the running back situation. If you count Dylan Gabriel as a a rusher for Oklahoma, three out of their top four rushers this season are also out of this game. And I just think the total is probably a little bit higher than it should be because you figure Oklahoma and Arizona played a lot of shootouts this year. So I I would lean with the under, but that's moved so much now 
that uh, to your point, maybe it's time to look at the over. Yeah, I agree with you there 100 percent. I mean, you know, obviously Oklahoma would prefer to have played in a bigger bowl game with uh, preseason expectations. You know, for Arizona, it's kind of a statement game to beat a, well, I don't know what conference they're going to be in next year, uh, Oklahoma. You know, I think I think motivation's there on both sides, though, really. And uh, But I do think that eventually, at some point, the over does have merit. Yeah, so I'm looking at it, Dave. It opened at 64.5. Earlier this week, you could have still gotten it at 61.5. And, and now it's down in some places as far as 58.5. Yeah, and at some point... It's an over adjustment. Arizona doesn't play a lot of offenses like Oklahoma's, and and uh, but you know they're talking about obviously Venables and whatnot can 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 coach a defense, but you know that for me that's just another reason to like Oklahoma. Uh, let's move to our second game. We're going to look at the Goodyear Cotton Bowl here between Missouri and Ohio State. Currently in this one, we have Ohio State favored by three and a half with a total sitting there at 48 and a half. Dave, what are you thinking for the Cotton Bowl here? Yeah, I mean, the money's come back on uh, on Ohio State, and that's all based on who may or who may not play. Um, you know, I, I took Missouri. You know, I know, you know, Marvin Harrison may play. This guy might play. That guy might play. But they are going to be missing their quarterback. We do know that all things, you know, you know, Harrison's probably going to play, but he's not going to have McCord throwing to him. He's, he's been with McCord since high school. I think people are overlooking Missouri. I mean, I, you know, what do they rank 13th somewhere? Uh, I have never felt that Ohio state is that good this year, uh, or at least they're overrated. I mean, who did they beat? Notre Dame, eh. Wisconsin, not that bad. Penn State at home by eight. I mean, none of those wins are really impressive. In my impression, in my opinion, Michigan's overrated a little bit too. I mean, they don't have great wins and didn't play a great schedule. I mean, the point is that I would have to take Missouri here uh, plus the points. I mean, I've watched Missouri, the eyeball test. Uh, this is their game of the century. Uh, there's no way I could take Ohio State. You mentioned, uh, you know, how – these teams have multiple players out, especially on Ohio State. I kind of lean towards the under, but again, this is one where you could have had this, uh, you know, when it opened at 52. Now it's down to 48 and a half, 49 in places. Just looking at the two, I, I would lean under at 49. And my reason being is you mentioned Kyle McCord's out, the quarterback for Ohio State. Who knows if Harrison plays or not? I feel like you you hear some people saying he'll he'll play, others saying he probably won't. Uh, Ohio State's third best receiver is out. I think their second best receiver in Bouquet was also a question mark. I know that their starting running back is playing. He said he was going to play, but I believe they also have a backup that's sitting out. Missouri seems like they would be the team that would have more motivation and would have more of their core players playing. So to your point, I would probably lean Missouri now that you could get over a field goal and uh, probably the under. Yeah, I mean... Devin Brown, he had 72 snaps this year. And, you know, the the asterisk under him in the transfer portal thing is should be healthy enough to start. So you have a backup quarterback with not a lot of experience who may not be 100%. I will uh, once again go the other way as the, the overreaction to Ohio State, and I will take Missouri. So there you go. Moving on to our next game here. We're going to look at the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. It's between Ole Miss and Penn State. Currently in this one, Penn State favored by four and a half. Total sitting there at 48 and a half. 
Uh, Dave, what are you thinking for the Peach Bowl? Yeah, I mean, this is this should be a good game. I mean, it, you know, it, it sort of looks like most everybody's going to play for both teams. And so this one kind of comes down to motivation for one thing. Um, you know, it is kind of in Ole Miss's backyard. Uh, I don't know that Penn State sees a lot of teams like Ole Miss in the Big Ten. Uh, and, and, and they've got, you know, they lost their defensive coordinator, Manny Diaz. They've got the changes are on the sidelines. They're, they're going to have their team. I mean, I don't know if they're, they're stud offensive tackle. I think he declared for the off for, for the draft. So, you know, I, as much as I, I don't like Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss tends to typically get, you know, a little too much love, figuring they're going to score 70 all the time. I don't know that they see a defense like Penn State. So, I am going to, what am I going to do here? That's a tough one. Um, I think I'm going to take Penn State. You know, I don't trust uh, Old Miss's defense and their, their starting edge. Uh, Cedric Johnson, he has declared out, uh, and their starting right tackle was out in week 10. So I think uh, it's who do you trust? You know, I, I could be convinced to take the over, Nelson, but I think, gosh, just tough. I'm going to have to take Penn State. No, that's that's right where I was going. You mentioned the players that are out. Again, not a ton from either side. I would say going through it, Ole Miss probably had the slightly more important players that were out. But again, we're probably splitting hairs there. But it comes down just to the matchups. And, and Penn State really was a good defense this year. And you mentioned it, Ole Miss, this is arguably one of the tougher defense versus you know the pass and the run that they'll have seen this year. I would lean with Penn State, but you know that James Franklin knows what the number is, and you know that Lane Kiffin knows what the number is. So I, I think both will be competing hard in this one. So I agree with you. I would I like Penn State in this game, but I also lean with the over 48 and a half. Yeah, I would totally agree. The market is starting to agree with you too. So yeah, I mean, but you know, then you gotta think who's gonna score and and again I I I think I trust Penn State more. So I don't like laying five and a half points, but I think, I don't know. I just think Penn State's got more discipline. Penn State has more reason to win this game. And, and uh, the market tends to agree with us there. I feel like Lane Kiffin is safe, but James Franklin, when he loses to Ohio State and Michigan every single year, it's like the only reason they keep him around is because he covers all these games. And then he normally plays pretty well in, in bowl games or in these non-Ohio State Michigan games where he knows this is where he makes his bread and sticks around. Uh, 100%. So moving on here, I want to get into the college football playoff games. Uh, First one we're going to look at, it's going to be the Rose Bowl here between Alabama and Michigan. Uh, Currently in this one, Dave, we have Michigan favored by one and a half points, and we have the Total sitting there at 44 and a half points. Uh, Dave, what are you thinking for Alabama, Michigan? I'll take Alabama. Again, I, you know, Alabama went through the whole season being basically, you know, under the radar because they lost that game early to Texas. But, you know, now we know how good Texas is. And, you know, Milrose come along and, and uh, I trust the Alabama defense. I mean, I said it earlier. I, I, I don't know that Michigan is, uh, you know, I think, I think there it's us against the world bullshit is over. I don't think they can play that card anymore. So I absolutely have to go with Alabama. I mean, they've been there. They've done that. I don't, I like Alabama 
as a team. So it's hard for me to go against them. So I have to make sure I'm not kind of going with my 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 heart here. Uh, but like I said earlier, I, I don't know uh, what, you know, who exactly is Michigan and how good are they? I mean, I don't think they're all that good at all, to be honest with you. I think I think they get a little too much love from, you know, the whole Harbaugh thing. But, you know, who who have they really beaten? I mean, barely beat Ohio State. Who else did they have on their schedule that was half decent? You know, they beat Penn State on the road, but not by a ton. You know, they they Maryland played them pretty close. I mean, they only scored 26 points on Iowa. I mean, I know Iowa's got a good defense, but Alabama's isn't any worse. You know, Alabama just beat the number one team in the nation in Georgia. So, I mean, you know, they beat Texas A&M on the road when Texas A&M was, was you know, before they started into their free fall. I mean, they, they crushed LSU. I mean, I just – I have a whole lot more confidence in in, in – Nick Saban than I do in Jim Harbaugh right now. And I think the big thing for me is, like I said, that, you know, us against the world bullshit, I think, is, has just gone a little too far. So roll tide. <laughs> I knew you were going to say Alabama. And I think I would take Michigan money line. The reason why I would take Michigan here, I think it is still Michigan versus the world. And they're going to, you know, use that for everything that it's worth. But just looking at these two teams, I think Ohio State, you could argue, is better than Alabama, and Michigan got past them. You look at just the the statistics with Michigan, this is probably one of the better defenses Michigan has had in a long time. And, you know, I think that when we just look at these two teams in general, this is probably one of the lesser Alabama teams here in recent memory, and it's probably the best Michigan team we've seen in the past decade. So no, I think you're just, ever, you're just, you're just, you're just buying the hype. If there was ever a year for Jim Harbaugh and Michigan to beat in Alabama and to potentially win a national title, I think this is their, this is the best year for them of any. So I, I will take Michigan on the money line. Uh, I don't want to play around with one and a half points here. I'll just take them on the money line. Well, you can, you can Venmo me your, 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 your losses. <laughs> so we're going head to head on that one. Uh, looking at the second college football playoff game that we got here, uh, it's going to be the Sugar Bowl. It's going to be Texas taking on Washington. Texas favored by four and a half with a total sitting there at 63. Uh, Dave, what are you thinking for the Sugar Bowl between Texas and Washington? I'm going to take Texas. and And here's why. Uh, offensively, they're both pretty even, but Texas, Texas has the better defense. You know, they're, they're 10th in the nation in, in points per game allowed. Uh, they're eighth in points per play allowed. Uh, they are, they're, they're, they're fifth in yards per rush, 2.9 yards per carry. Okay. Well, I know, I know it's Michael Penix and yada, 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 but, um, you know, Texas's yards per pass is, is very good. I mean, they, People throw on Texas a lot because they can't run on them. So you look at their, you know, opponents' passes per game and opponents' pass play percentage, it's way up there. But it's not because Texas doesn't have a decent pass defense. It's because you can't run on them. Uh, and if you can't run, I don't think you can throw. Uh, so I'm going to take the Texas Longhorns. Uh, they're also much better in turnover margin. Uh, they're, 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 less penalized. I, you know, I, I hate to say 
you know, Texas for all these years with all these expectations and they, they never get, um, you know, they never, never get them. Uh, they always fall short of them, but you know, Texas has a defense. I mean, they, they don't give up a lot of points and, you know, I, I don't, I think he'll, I think this could be a great game, but I think Texas is going to win. I'm with you. I lean with Texas. I actually bet the under earlier in the week between these two teams. And it was basically because I think Washington's going to be the team that wants to get up and down and Texas will just play more of that, you know, pro style West coast type offense where they're not going to push it or, or go too fast. And I think just to your point with the Texas defense, this this Washington team will have no shot at running the football on Texas. And just in general, Texas's front four, they're going to get pressure and they're going to probably be in Penix's face. And when you think about it, the best t- defense in the Pac-12 that Washington has seen was Oregon. Yeah, they beat them twice, but let's not confuse a good Pac-12 Oregon defense with like a good college football defense. I always feel like the Pac-12 has, and even maybe the Big 12 to a, a point outside of Texas and Oklahoma, they always have soft defenses compared to, uh, you know, your normal good defense. I think this will just be the toughest uh, defensive team they've seen. I think Texas will will somewhat slow the football game, and 63 and a half points feels like a lot. Yeah, and I mean, you know, Texas is coached by Steve Sarkeesian, who he was, he's been under Nick Saban at Alabama. I mean, he, he knows about these kind of things. Um, he's kind of been there, done that. So, you know, how fitting will it be if I'm right on both those games and it's Alabama and Texas uh, in a rematch in the in the uh, in the finale? And I'm I'm pretty sure I'm right about that too. I'll be okay with Texas, but I'm still going to take my Michigan on the money line. <laughs> Wrong tide, brother. Wrong tide. Uh, anything else that you uh, like from here on out in college football? Um. No, the lines have been over adjusted too much. Um, you know, I, I kind of a little bit like the uh, you know, I, I know this sounds kind of crazy, but you know, I, I could conceivably take the Iowa Tennessee over. Um, yeah, I know Iowa's defense, but you know, Tennessee's defense is losing a shit ton of people to the uh, to the transfer portal. Um, I could conceivably take Iowa to win the game because, uh, you know, Joe Milton and uh, their starting running back, Jalen Wright, uh, are, are op- opting out. So, you know, that is going to be, I know, I think that total might have dropped a, a lot. Uh, and Iowa may well beat Tennessee because they're playing a Tennessee team that's really going to be depleted. Yeah. The only other one that I'm looking at or maybe considering legitimately putting a bet on Wisconsin plus 10. Maybe I'm a homer, but. LSU, obviously, Jaden Daniels out. He's their do-everything quarterback, Heisman winner. It sounded like their stud wide receiver and neighbors probably sitting out. Wisconsin, yeah, they have a few people sitting out due to the draft, but they have other guys like the Tanner Mordecai's of the world at quarterback that are motivated to play in this game and to win their last game. They even have another tight end that, you know, announced how he won't be coming back next year, but he'll play in this bowl game, blah, blah, blah. Wisconsin normally plays tougher in bowl games outside of about one time that I can remember. And this just feels like a step down to LSU. I mean, they got the Heisman winner. They they were probably hoping for a college football playoff. They don't want to be here. It feels like more of a program building win for Wisconsin than an LSU team. Yeah, well, do you look at the under then? I mean, Wisconsin's got some opt-outs. 
I mean, they're they starting running back and, and Tanner Bonalini, their starting center, uh, are out. So, I mean, I, I, you know, say all you want about Wisconsin's new offense uh, and LSU's relatively uh, marginal to crappy defense. I, I agree with you with, with Wisconsin plus the 10 points. Uh, that would probably be the only bet I would make in that game. Other than that, like you said, everything, even like when we talked about the Arizona-Oklahoma game from earlier, just two days ago, you could have had a total, you know, two points higher than what it is now. So it's been really picked over. Again, if you want to find any of our content, you can find me on Twitter at Rowdy underscore Razor. You can find Dave on Twitter at Dave underscore Essler. Again, we ask that you download, listen, subscribe, and share Winner's Take with your friend. Dave, let's move to the NFL here. Now, the first game in the NFL that we're going to look at, it's going to be the New York Jets traveling to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Currently in this one, this, by the way, this is Thursday night football. The Browns are favored by seven and a half with a total of 34 and a half. Uh, Dave, what do you think it for Thursday night football Jets Browns? Yeah, well, we got Trevor Simeon. So, you know, <laughs> is that an upgrade or no? I mean, I don't want to lay a full touchdown with the with the Browns. I mean, you got to think it's a little scoring game. I'm surprised the total isn't even a little lower. Um, we got short rest, so we probably won't see a lot of new wrinkles. Um, Cleveland's been scoring, but, you know, it's it's the Jets' defense. And at some point in time, I think that would be, uh, you know, a, a reason to, to take the Jets. But I just can't do it. Um, what I think I'm going to do, I, I wanted to take the Browns' team total under because I was looking for a 21-and-a-half, but it's 20-and-a-half, so I'm not going to go there, but I'll tell you what I will bet here. Uh, the Jets team total under 13 and a half. In fact, I, I did bet that. I, you know, they have no, you know, they're mathematically eliminated. Uh, Cleveland clearly are not. Uh, I, uh, you know, Trevor Simeon, Zach Wilson, you know, Joe Namath, I don't think it's going to matter. Uh, I think the Jets are going to struggle to score. So I would, I would look at the under, but I'll take the Jets team total under. We're on the same wavelength here because I, I lean towards the under. And then I wrote down right here, Jets team total under 13 and a half. And you mentioned it. No Zach Wilson. Trevor Simeon put up some numbers, but it was against the Commanders. That's the worst team in the NFL defensively versus the best team in Cleveland. Again, with just the quarterback situation in, in Cleveland offensively right now, it's hard to want to lay over a touchdown. So I would stay away from that, but I, I'm with you. I think I lean under and definitely the Jets team total. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I, I think the game under looks a little bit too easy, but by the same token, uh, you know, I, I think I had to break it down a little further and 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 uh, just go ahead and and bet on one team not scoring, which is why I went with the with the Jets. Yeah, and as you always say, it's like, what do you need to rely on for uh, you know the game to go under well both defenses to play well I know that Cleveland's defense will play well has the Jets defense quit knowing that their season's over and Trevor Simeon's a quarterback I don't know maybe maybe not but uh we know if we take the Jets team total under it's uh Simeon versus a defense that's actually going to be trying yeah I mean there's no doubt I mean it won't be pretty I can tell you that and I probably will have college football on next up we have the Miami Dolphins traveling to Baltimore Take on the Ravens. Ravens favored by three and a half in this one, currently with a total of 46 and a half. Uh, Dave, what are your thoughts on Miami Ravens? Yeah, a tough game. I mean, 
the the Ravens dismantling the 49ers. I mean, that's you know, Baltimore would be an easy bet to make. I mean, I don't we don't know if Jalen Waddle's gonna play with a high ankle sprain. Um, you know, I don't I don't know that Tua can make any better decisions than Purdy did. Um uh, but in that in the in the Dolphins game, I think I think Dallas beat Dallas more than Miami did. And you know, we all know that Miami, other than a close game last week, they don't have that signature win. I mean, don't forget this is a fish team that lost at home to the Titans not that long ago. Uh, and they could be putting it all on beating Buffalo next week at home. So that would make me think, well, maybe they do rest a couple of those guys, but they could also still get the number one seed. I, I think Miami does want a shootout. Uh, and I think it is a shootout. I think most of the Dolphins' road games have gone over. I don't trust their defense. Uh, I think people are scared off of the over by how well the Ravens shut down San Francisco, but there has to be some sort of a letdown there. I mean, Baltimore and Cleveland played a 64-point game here with a, a total of 39. Cleveland has a better defense than Miami, and Miami has a better offense than Cleveland. I'm going to take the over. Yeah, I looked at this game, Dave, and honestly, I think it's two teams that are you know, probably a little overhyped. Both these defenses are pretty good. But when you look at it, it's being played in Baltimore, and Miami has struggled in, you know, off their home turf and, and potentially in lesser weather here. And it's a physical defense in Baltimore. I think Baltimore's D can kind of shut down Miami. And at the same time, I think Miami's defense is a little underrated when you look uh, through some of their statistics. I would actually lean Miami plus the three and a half, and I would lean the under at 46 and a half. Well, we disagree, but that's okay. That's what this is all about. You get both sides of the picture. You know, if I knew who was going to play for Miami, I could have a little more confidence. And obviously, if both Hill and Waddle don't play, um, I expect Hill to play. He still wants to get his 2,000 yards. Uh, but, you know, how, how much of how much of not having Waddle is it going to affect? I don't know. Um, that could that could give a change some more touches. So maybe we use him in a fantasy fantasy role. But, you know, that's all I got there. Uh, let's move to our next game. It'll be the Detroit Lions taking on the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. Currently, Dallas favored by four and a half. Total sitting there at 53 and a half. Uh, Dave, before you start here, I actually bet this game already. I like the over 53 and a half. I think you you look at this one, the Detroit Lions, they need to be able to run the football well. And as of late, the Cowboys can't stop anybody on the ground. So I think that softens up that stingy pass defense for Dallas. And I think Detroit's able to score. And then just in general, we know Detroit has been exposed as a horrible passing defense and, and Dak is having an MVP caliber season. I think they're able to throw all over Detroit. I like the over. Um, I don't disagree with you. I mean, any handicap on this game is going to start and end basically with how Dallas performs at home and how they perform on the road. Um, but that's all factored in here. I, you know, maybe Dallas is a little bit fragile right now. I mean, it's still possible um, that not likely, but the Lions, I think, could still get the number one seed. I mean, the, the 49ers have the tiebreaker and so do the Eagles, but, you know, it could be a statement game for Detroit. I, I know it's a lot of points to be given the Lions, and I want to take them, but, you know, I just can't. They've had a relatively easy, easy schedule, and, you know, when they went out and played Baltimore, they got destroyed. You know, other than their week one, over, week one win over Kansas City, um, which we now know kind of is fool's gold, you know, Dallas might wake up here. Um, and, and I'm kind of with you. Lions give up a ton of points. I'm not going to take the over, but I'm going to take the Dallas team total over. Uh, I bet that at 29 and a half already. 
Yeah, so let's move to our next game. We're going to look at the New Orleans Saints traveling to Tampa to take on the Buccaneers. Currently in this one, Tampa favored by two and a half with a total sitting there at 42 and a half. I don't have a ton for this game, Dave. I would say that my handicap would be Tampa's red hot. Saints feel like they're wavering. There would probably be a little bit of value on the Saints. I would like a three, but probably roll the dice with the Saints at two and a half. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a begging you to take Tampa Bay. I I don't know that I I don't know that I I mean the sharp play is probably on the Saints maybe in a teaser, but you know I mean the Saints have like a twelve percent chance of making the playoffs. Um, the Bucks have Carolina next week, but I doubt they want to go on the road to to clinch against a team that has nothing whatsoever to lose. I mean I, I said it last week when I bet the Bucks and their team total. You know they don't have many good wins, but they don't have any bad losses and they've won four road games. I mean, I hate again to do the obvious, but I, I trust balls more than Allen and I trust Baker more than Derek on the way out car. Uh, so I'm going to have to take the Bucks money line. Um, maybe even the over the Saints pass defense is very good. Um, and the Bucks love to put the ball in the air, uh, but the Bucks pass defense can be had too. So I, I got a feeling that game's going to go over. I will reluctantly take the Bucks, but reserve the right to change my mind there. Let's move to our final NFL game then. That will be between the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are traveling out west to take on the Seattle Seahawks. Currently in this one, Seahawks favored by three and a half, total sitting there at 41 and a half. Uh, Dave, there was just one play for me in this game. Um, let me guess. You took the Steelers plus three and a half. Uh, that would be true. I looked at it, and both teams have to come back from the East Coast and fly West. And then just in general, in Ma- is Mason Rudolph the best quarterback for Pittsburgh this year? Pickett was horrible. Trubisky was worse. He might be the best quarterback so far. And the fact that uh, some of these defensive numbers might be a little light for Pittsburgh because they missed TJ Watt, they missed Cameron Hayward, and they've missed Minka Fitzpatrick. I know the first two have played. Minka's questionable. The Seahawks defense, I mean, the numbers-wise aren't great. If Rudolph can be okay and they can get the ball running against uh, Seattle, it's Mike Tomlin as an underdog with their playoff hopes up for grabs and his, you know, above 500 record here. I'll take the Steelers plus three and a half. I would probably tease the Steelers up to 10, a six and a half point teaser. I mean, if you're doing that, you know, it's going to be about a 40 point game. You're getting 25% of the points before they even kick off. Um, That's the only thing I could do. I mean, I, I respect Seattle more now than I did early. Um, we'll we'll see who's healthy and who's not. Um, but I I you know I'm gonna if I were to make a bet on the side, I would have to agree with you and take the Steelers. But uh, I don't love it. Uh, I just lean that way a little bit. I I kind of like the uh, the over a little bit. I mean, this is a huge game for both teams. Uh, you know, Mason Rudolph showed he can throw the ball. Uh, I don't think either team wants to just sort of ground and pound and see what happens in the fourth quarter. So, uh, you know, we might see a game that goes over when you wouldn't necessarily expect that to happen. And I would still tease the Steelers up and in a wager if I was going to bet a side on that game. Anything else in the NFL that's uh, jumping out to you, Dave, that you've looked at or potentially have bet already? Um, No, not really. I mean, honestly, I'd be tempted to take the Carolina Panthers. I mean, the Jaguars are are just really in trouble. Um, and, you know, I, I look at the Bears game and that, you know, why are the Bears only three-point favorites? 
Um, I might be able to be convinced to take in the Falcons. I would take probably the Patriots team total under. Uh, those are just some things I'm looking at. I, you know, I kind of like the Bengals plus seven and a half at Kansas City. Those are probably the rest of my leans at this point. Uh, I actually agreed with you on the Panthers. I had plus the six and a half or another one that I had, you know, scribbled down here. Maybe the Carolina team total over 15 and a half is what I saw last night. I mean, Jacksonville's defense has been, they haven't played well, but the defense has played pretty darn bad too. And Carolina a little more confident here the last few games. So that was one that I also looked at. Um, speaking of watching teams and knowing, you know, if a unit's dead or not, how about the Minnesota team total over 23 and a half? The Green Bay Packers defense is a mess. You have Jair Alexander getting suspended. Devondre Campbell coming out talking about it. Uh, I mean, no one is wanting to play for Matt LaFleur, potentially Joe Barry there. So that defense is giving up a ton of points. 30 to Carolina last week. Um, I couldn't disagree with you. And since you're a Wisconsin boy, I, I wouldn't argue that with you. Um, only the fact that you you could be overreacting. I mean, it is Minnesota. But yep. you're right. I mean, yeah, I, I would I would agree with you. The only other thing I had is maybe a San Francisco team total over just because they got to get back on track. And then it would most likely mean that the last week of the season, they could rest players. So that's the only other one that I have, but that'll do it for winner's take and conclude our NFL section. Again, you want to get any of our content. You can follow me on Twitter at rowdy underscore razor, or you can find Dave on Twitter at Dave underscore Essler or find his work at pregame.com. Again, we just ask that you download, listen, subscribe, and share Winner's Take with your friends. We will be back next week, but until then, let's continue to win some money. The Winner's Take is your podcast for everything gambling at MadCitySportsZone.com, in the Zone app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen, rate, subscribe. Subscribe.